these mitzvahs are the malachim which prevent the person from being nechshal. What does that mean? How does the mitzvah become a malach which protects the person? So, there's two ways to explain it. Uh, the first way, which is maybe the more well-known way, is Al-Piyah Yisoyed that Rebchaim Vedashtu brings Nefesh HaChaim. And he says there that, so to speak, when a person uh, does mitzvahs, so it, crea- it creates a place of Kedusha around him. And it's Makadish, the place that the person's in. And when a person is Nechshal, then it creates a Makam Tum in that place. And in a way, it, it uh, destroys the ruchness of the place, which the best example of is the Daramabu. That they created so much uh, Tum in the world that Hashem didn't destroy the people, He destroyed the sand, and like it says, He destroyed the ground that they're standing on as well, because they had become too corrupted. And uh, if, if, if Avera can be Tamir a place, the Mitzvah can be Makadish a place. So we understand the idea of the mezuzah, our mezuzah's peisecho, is something which creates an atmosphere of kedusha in the place. And the place with an atmosphere of kedusha is more conducive to doing the right thing. It's more of a richuk, so to speak, of doing something wrong. And if that's the case, explain simply what he means: that is the the malach which protects a person is the kedusha of the place. And by doing mitzvahs, what which surround the person, whether it's a tzitzis on his body or it's a mezuzah on his pesach. So that creates a certain Makam Kedusha something that's used for a mitzvah and therefore it's more difficult so to speak to break that and to use the same situation that same place for Avera that's a simple reason there's another use as well and this is also brought in the Rambam and when he explains the mitzvah of mezuzah and the mitzvah the Rambam explains the mitzvah of mezuzah after explaining the mitzvah of where to put up the mezuzah and how to write the mezuzah then he says something else and he says I'm quoting from inside the end of Perak Vav in the Rambam 
Chayev Adam Yezabim Mezuzah. A person has to be Nezar, careful the Mitzvah Mezuzah. If Neshi Chayvas Hakol Tamit. It's a Chayva which a person always has. In other words, uh, even if a person isn't right now going in and out the room, but the room has to have Mezuzah always. Vachayev Shi Konis Vyetse. And therefore, every time when a person goes past the doorway, he goes into the room or out the room and he sees the Mezuzah. So listen to how the Ram explains what the Mezuzah is meant to do for a person. I've, I see the Mezuzah in the door. He paga or he meets the Yichud Shmoyish Lachadish Baruch Hu. He's currently meets, confronts the Shem Hashem. The Yizkar Av Osoy, and you should remember Hashem is there for him. The Yer Mishnah Osoy should wake him from his sleep. And his mistaken following the Havle Azman. There's nothing which lasts forever, and he adheres to the Oilam. Except for the knowledge of Hashem. That brings him back to his mind. That's what every time a person sees Mizuz, that's what he's going to think. Now, firstly, it's a stomach, Chiddush. Where does he get that from? Where does one get from that there's a mitzvah to think, to, to think anything when I see the mezuzah? The mitzvah Torah says, put the mezuzah there. Now the Ram says, it's not just a mitzvah to put it there, I put the mezuzah there, I'm here to put the mezuzah. The Ram says, it's a chiyuv. Chayvah sakol tamid, that every time I see the mezuzah, I have to think this whole progression of thoughts. So the first question is, it sounds very nice, but where's the, where's the makar that there's such a chiyuv? Number one. Number two, the Rambam isn't poetic, as we know. If he's writing something, especially if he's writing it in the Al-Khazak, he means it Talakh al And therefore, the Rambam writes that you're that you meant to remember the mezuzah, or remember the mitzvah, he writes it just like that, remember the mitzvah. If the Rambam is meant to remember Hashem, okay, remember Hashem. The Rambam is a long arichos. It's not just remember the mitzvah, not just remember Hashem. The Rambam has a whole lot more. Firstly, I meet the Yichud Shemesh Shlakadosh Baruch and I remember his Abba, and I wake up, and I get redirect myself from the Havle'ah's man, and I know there's nothing which lasts forever except for the knowledge of Hashem and it brings me back to my dust and I go the right way there's a lot of points to, to, to have to process when I see a mezuzah each time so once again the Dharma is not talking as Musa or else uh, the person wants to work on himself and uh, look for Mokayim and he's talking and telling halacha so then that's a lot of halachas where's the Mokar for all of this? where's the Mokar for all of this? Just if we're learning the sugi together, it's interesting that unfortunately I don't say a word. In the case of Mishnah is a salachat, the Hagas Amanis is normally uh, comes to bring times and he doesn't agree with the Rambam also. He's a completely, he talks to someone else. Um, so where's the, where's the, where does the, so to speak, the suicide, the suicide come from? That that's what a person is meant to think about and know about and remember. Each time he listens to them, each time he sees them as well. So the first point, the Ramah got from the Pasuk. The first one the Ramah got from the Pasuk. And that is, the mitzvah of mezuzah rounds off the Pasha of Krishna. Both the first Pasha of Shema and the second Pasha of Shema. And uh, if that's the case, Ramah understood, it's not a random mitzvah which you meant to do as well. It's a mitzvah about Krishna. So when you said the concept of Shema is Hashem Lekein Hashem Echad, then that, then that mitzvah has to be written on the door. And if that mitzvah is written on the door, the mitzvah of Shema Yisrael, the mitzvah of our hafta, those are the mitzvahs which are written on the door of our houses, then the way we went to understand that is that the... Why, why, why is it important to, to write it on the door? 
So Rambam calls this mitzvah ideas, which means things we know about is meant to be the reminder. Things we know about this is meant to remind us. And uh, it's put in a place where it's noticeable, and it's put in a place where it's going to remind us. Okay, so if, if, we, if it's there to, the point of it being there is to be used as a reminder, so what's it meant to remind us of? So let's start with Pastor Shema first. Whenever we said in Shema, we see the Mizzah, we sing Shema. And what's it meant to remind us of? So look at the first things he said, and then we'll see he's going accurate in order. Number one, Yifka b'yichut Shema Yishla Kodesh Baruch Yichut Shema Yishla Kodesh Baruch Hu, Hashem Echot. That's the first thing in Shema. So we see the Mizzah, we see Hashem Echot. The second thing, Yizkara Avoseh. Yizkara Avoseh, because the Apostle says, Vahavz Hashem Rekecho. We're meant to remember Avos Hashem. That's uh, the continuation of the obligation of Krishna. And uh, the mezuzah reminds us of that. The mezuzah, so to speak, is like a, a, something which is noticeable every time we walk past it as a flashing light, reminder of what's written inside the mezuzah. Number one, Shema. Number two, Vahavta. If that's the case, so then we would look to see in Shema all the other points that the Rambam says that we're meant to be reminded of. Because if this, this is the Shema, if this is the Mezuzah, which is the reminder of what's written in it, so then everything else which we're meant to be reminded of in the Mezuzah should, should, should be list, added to the Rambam's list of what the Mezuzah is telling us. Mezuzah is telling us, look what it's written in it. It says Shema. So let's look at the other things he said. The first we spoke about. Yichut Shema Yishra Kodesh Baruch Hu and Avosah. It's the first part of Shema. But what are the next things? He should wake up from his sleep or is falsely following the Havre Azman. And there's nothing which lasts forever except for the knowledge of Hashem. And then it's Chazal Adaita. Where's this in Shema? Where's an element in Shema of waking a person up from the Havre Azman? Number one. And number two, that the knowledge that there's nothing which lasts forever in the Surah. Surah Ilam, the, the, the knowledge of Hashem. So what are the Havli Azman? It's a strange concept. If you want to say a person is doing the wrong thing or doing nothing, you can talk about, like, talks, I call Hevel. What's Havli Azman? The Hevel of time. There's like a certain doggish on the Hevel caused by time. What is that? And it's not the only time the Rabbim says it. He likes the expression. Because when the Rabbim is talking about Tkir Shefer, and the Rabbim says there also, that uh, the point of Kir Shafer is to wake people up. And he says, Who's it meant to wake up? These are the people who the whole life they're going wrong with the Havle Azman. It's uh, very similar to here. He says, uh, The people, it's meant to wake a person up. Are we saying that this is about wasting time or this is about the fear of this? What is it? What is Havle Azman? So, what does the word mean? What's the Havel based on time? And as I'm showing you, in both times, Yama says something you have to wake up from. The Shefer wakes you up from it, and the Mezuzah wakes you up from it. What's the heaven of Zman, which a person's kid is sleeping, and has to be woken up? And then either the Shefer or the Mezuzah, by both of these cases, this is the means to wake a person up from that heaven of Zman. So, let's explain first the side of what heaven of Zman means, and then we'll go back and see where you see the Mezuzah. The concept of Havre Azman, from Rosh Shapiro, is a friend of Racha. The concept of Havre Azman is that if, if you use just a, a marshal, maybe, just to explain the idea first. To the idea of what, 
what the word Hevel also means, Lashon HaKodesh. We know that when you're talking about Halacha, uh, we talk about someone which cooks, produces steam. So we call it Hevel as well. Zeh or Hevel, it's the same Lashon HaKodesh, it's something which is a byproduct. When I'm cooking something, so it's the main thing I'm cooking, what comes out of that is the steam. And if we can say Hevel Avonim, it's not the Ika, it's the Tafel. Now, Emotia said like this. He said, it's an amazing concept to think about. He said, this man, Kodesh Baruch Hu, is needing time to get to a certain point. He's changing things in the world to bring the world to the place he wants to get it to. But it's a process. It's a process of what Kodesh Baruch Hu is causing and making happen and, cause, um, and setting up the factors which are going to eventually bring to the stage he wants it to be. The result of that process is a lot of things which change in this world. So if for whatever reason Hashem has a plan to make a certain nation one day fulfill a certain role in world history, and in order to do that they have to have a certain prominence or a certain wealth or a certain kind of leadership or a certain policy, whatever it's going to be. So those are things Hashem is planning in advance for the role He wants it to play. And therefore the echo of what's happening is in time is HaKadosh Baruch setting up what He wants for things to be. The byproduct of that is what Hashem needs to do for that nation or those people or that time period in order to set the stage for what He wants to happen. But that, that, that's the byproduct. That's the heaven of this man. The real man is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is being mazmin, is preparing. And preparing for the goal he has. The byproduct of what Hashem is preparing is uh, what, what's next, what, comes, what people see in a physical sense, what changes as a result of that. Now, people see that as the Ikka. And therefore they showing him Bahavda Azman. Which means they make the mistake of getting caught up in the Havda Azman and not realizing that there's a there's a plan behind it of where Hashem is bringing things to. So just to give an example, maybe it's a good example. If Kodesh Baruch wants a certain play a country to play a dominant role in the in the world at a certain stage, so what has the country going to play such a role? Either because it's very successful economically or because it's a dictatorship and he's prepared to do anything and it'll make the world change if you want today's marshal as an example of North Korea and China uh, North Korea is a factor which is the world knows about because you have a Meshuggah you don't know what he's going to do not because he's powerful in any other way and not because he has resources in, in such a tremendous more than most other countries he doesn't but it's a, the kind of leader that uh, the people always can, like, have in their minds because uh, by virtue of what he could do, so that's something people are worried about. And then you have a different country, which is also a factor which is playing more of an influence in the world, China. And it's for a different reason. That's because of the economic power. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu can set things up for a role he wants him to play at some stage in different ways. Now, if people could look and say, well, you know what, I see that China's becoming the economic powerhouse of the world, and therefore let's invest in China. And therefore it's a place to try and settle to make money. And therefore it's a place to try and capitalize on that's called Havle Azman. It might be true. It might be Hashem as a cheshbon in making China more wealthy or more powerful economically. But that's for a reason that Hashem has what He wants the, chi- the role the Chinese to play. And if there was some backward country which had no, no, no power to speak of, they wouldn't be able to play that role. But to focus on the byproduct of it and not see the echo point is looking for the Havle Azman. Now, he says that's why the whole world is Shogun Kosh Nassim Havle Azman. America the same. We could look at America as tremendous success or financial opportunity and it's people with people successful. But that's the byproduct. That, that's the role that Hashem wants the country to play, which is the, which is the Ikka. Agav, there's a, 
there's what the, the, there's the results of what, of the way Hashem is doing it. And the people are shagim kolshnasim People are looking for what the time is producing, and what in you know, what Hashem is setting up, the vapor of it, the heaven which is creating. That's what's leading people astray. So then, where's leading them astray from? From the Yisaid in that which is after that. The Yisaid, that's the only Dava which is Aymed La Aymed 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 is what Hashem wants. Because everything else is just there for a reason to do a job. It's not going to last forever. It's not going to last forever. Like I said, Amin Khulachim. Because the Shwarakh makes things careful for the job he wants him to play. And he doesn't need him to do the job anymore. So that is that power. Hashem sets the situation up for what he wants it to, to, to result in. And once that's been done, then it doesn't have to remain that way. In other words, it's not something which is, which is necessarily going to last. And therefore, even if right now it looks like this is the most successful place to be, this is the most prime property, this is the most safe investment, it doesn't have to say that way. It's the result of what Hashem wants it to be now, for whatever job He wants it to be. And once He's done the job, it doesn't have to be like that. That's the, that's the contrast between people who are Shogib Havrezman to the other way around, which is the idea that the only thing which exists, which really lasts, is is what wants. So, what's the difference between these two approaches? So it's interesting. He doesn't say that the mezuzah or the shape of that matter stop a person doing a various. He says they wake a person up. They wake a person up. The person who shows you man isn't a Russian. He's uh, he's getting misled by. Uh, the byproduct of what he sees is the way that Shem is running the world. He's not a Russia. But the problem is he's sleeping. He's sleeping because if you notice the, the, the results, the secondary result, you don't notice the Ica, you, you, you're not awake to what Shem is really doing. And therefore, if there's a Maila, the Maila is to wake a person up to the Ica, not to the Tafel. Don't, don't just see the results. See, see, there's uh, something under the surface which is going on. Hashem has a reason to do that. What wakes you up? So two things. And that's why these are two mitzvahs where the Raman brings this mitzvah. This idea. The one is the shayfa. Let's talk about it first. It's easy to understand. The, the concept of the shayfa is that there's a din. And we say, no, early yashani mishnashchem. We don't know what the Raman says there also. Because it's a bit shayfa. So you want him to wake up. And why does the shepherd wake somebody up? Because the, the, the realization that there's din and things get decided, that things don't necessarily continue the same trajectory always. Things can change. She was judging again. So that wakes, brings a person back to the idea that I have to think about what Hashem's plan is. Not just what I see, the results. Uh, as it plays out, so to speak, in, in the limited sense that, I, that I'm looking just to see the physical, the economic results. That's the shape that wakes the person up. The other thing which wakes the person up is the mezuzah. And that's what the Ram also says here, that the point of seeing the mezuzah is v'yer mishnasay v'shkiyaz v'avriyazman. Where does the mezuzah do that? The shape warns us, Yemadin is coming, we understand that. But where does the mezuzah do that? And the answer is, this is the second parasha of Krishna. The Mezuzah doesn't have the first parasha, which is the Yuchut Shemesh HaKadosh Baruch There's the second parasha to Krishna too, and it's also written in the Mezuzah. And what's the second parasha of Shema? I said it lots of times. The second parasha of Shema 
is a concept of reward and punishment, but without new punishments, without sicknesses, without enemies, and without uh, tragedies. No, the second question led that very simply. If you listen to Hashem, there'll be rain. If you don't listen to Hashem, there won't be rain. So is that the biggest punishment in the world? The answer is yes. It's saying that if you don't listen to Hashem, then the basic things you need aren't going to happen. It's not that Hashem has to send some outside thing to punish. We spoke about in, in the Tvilavari Mosul. It's not that Hashem has to send some outside force to fight. Like some outside tragedy to happen. It's very simple. You don't listen to Hashem, then things, you won't get what you need. What we call Yerasatlus. The, the fact that what we, the basics we need are from Hashem as well. That's the second thing that the, that the Mezuzah tells us. It's, a flash, it's, a, it's meant to remind us every time. And that is, what a per, that even for basics, even for minimal requirements that a person can't move on, the water, food, whatever it's going to be, it's only if you're going to listen. And if not, there won't be water, there won't be food. When a person thinks about that, that's the second thing which wakes him up from the Havlezman. What's Havlezman? Like I said before, a person thinks, I should invest here. I see this place is a, the real estate is getting, like, getting more valuable. I should buy there. I, I see this place is a very good track record. I should invest in that. I should do this. Or whatever it's going to be. This is a safer place. I'll move there. This is a, more, this is a country which is a, a better benefits for citizens. I'll move there. Whatever. That's all Havlezman. That's all Havlezman. It's looking at the world as the results of the, the program, the system Hashem is setting up. And the Iker is to realize that that's, that's not what things are totally on. The Vahim Shema tells me it's all totally on if you listen to Hashem or you don't listen to Hashem. Not the Havlezman. Wake up. That's not what it's totally on. And even though the, I see that there is such a process in the world, that's because Hashem is setting it up for what He wants. But that doesn't make it an end point. That's something which is, so to speak, a factor which is misleading. And therefore, seeing the mezuzah, which means seeing Vayim Shemaya, is the reminder each time I see it that the results are totally on listening to Hashem. It's not totally necessarily on the or what I see as being uh, a, a, the trend of the market or the way that the world's running. That's that's Havdi That's the results of what Hashem is doing to change things. The Moshe used to say that the word time is more than one word in Hebrew for time. The word ace is the word child is the word zman. The word zman comes from the Rishosh Zimen, which means to prepare. And therefore, time in the, in the sense of that is preparing for something. It's preparing for something is what we call zman. Just like we talk about um, the times of the year, of the regalim. So we have zman chayrasenu or zman simchasenu. It means that the, the time is prepared for simcha. It's the time which is prepared for chayrus. Then we never call it shah simchasenu or ace simchasenu. This man means time which is being prepared for something. And same thing. We're talking about Hashem is Masadir as Hazmanim. It means he's setting up what he's preparing, what time to do. He's setting up the factors he needs for how he wants the world to play out, how he wants things to happen. And uh, we have to focus on that, not on the Havlezman, which is the result of that preparation. So that's what the Mezuzah reminds us. Now let's finish with the last point. We'll go back to what we said before. The Ramah comes with the Kiddush and he says the mezuzah is a, a protection for the person that's matzalos milachta. It's matzalos milachta, prevents him from doing a virus. And they say this is a Kiddush We know about the mezuzah as its protection from oinish, but now that I'm saying a step above that, that the mezuzah is a protection which stops the person doing a virus. 
And we asked, well, how does a mezuzah stop a person doing averis? So we said, simply a person which is more kaddish, has more vashpah, ruchness, it's hard to averis. But now we see a much deeper point. The mezuzah stops the person doing averis because the mezuzah is meant to wake the person up to the ikka. It's meant to wake the person up to understanding what's, what's important and what's not important. And in that sense, it's, it's maslam and averis. It's the message that the mezuzah gives out, which a person is meant to think about and remember. And then remember, that's going to stop doing averis. If a person reads Vahim Shemayat Tishmael and Tzvaysay, that's what's going to happen. And if you don't listen, Vahim Hashem Bechavat Shemayim, so the result's going to be, I'm going to listen. And if the Mezuzah is the tangible thing we see, it reminds the chance that has every time we go past the doorway, so then the result is, it's Masla from the Chet. It's Masla from the Chet. And now the last point, which we'll talk about next time, because you saw it in this as well, what's this going to do with the Malach? He says, this is what it says, Malach Hashem, so we can understand why the mezuzah is something, a mitzvah, which saves us from mechet. It wakes us up. But what's the malach that prevents us from mechet? And why, why is this malach, so to speak, referred to in the apostle, that the malach of Hashem is camping around us to protect us? But next time we'll see what that connection is to the mitzvah mezuzah.